So Lord, we ask you to bless us as we gather here in Claremore, Oklahoma this morning to break and partake of the bread of life, which is your word. On this day, Lord, may we find sustenance, may we find strength, may we find, may we find courage to walk with you and talk with you in our journey. Lord, bless your people as they've gathered today. Let your grace be upon each and every one of them and their entire families. In Jesus' name. All the people of God said amen. Amen. If you would turn with me to the Gospel of John, please. We are continuing in our series regarding praying for the sick. Doing the stuff that the Lord Jesus himself did. Ah, praise God. I love John's gospel. John chapter 14. And, uh, you know, I just get lost in this chapter, and I really, I like it all. But let's look at verse 12. Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works I do, he will do also. And greater works than these will he do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, I will, I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. It just seems like such an astounding verse, doesn't it? If you ask anything in my name. Well, there's things in these verses that help us understand what Jesus was saying. Uh, you know, when you ask in his name, you're asking consistent with him and his revelation. You know, and, and we all have learned, I think, over the years that, you know, there's selfish prayers that he don't answer. You know, you remember in James, uh, the epistle of James, how he said, you ask and don't receive because you ask amiss. You know, and uh, uh, Pastor David uh, got a revelation from heaven about that verse. Basically, he says, you ask what you know I'm not going to give you. And I'm not going to give it to you. So you ask amiss. So why do you continue to think you're going to get it? Why are you mad about it? Why are you upset about it? Don't be upset. Well, we've been talking about what we use here at Life Changer Church as the prayer model. And it's just a structure that we use to minister to people. Uh, you know, it's not the only way to minister to people. Uh, I think it's the best way to minister to people. But it's not the only way to minister to people. Uh, you know, you can be in a crusade somewhere and, 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 and ministry might be look a little different. But here at Life Changer Church, we want to be passionate about communicating, one, the gospel of the Lord Jesus, which means good news. You know, you can be forgiven of everything. Is that not good news? You can be forgiven of everything and anything. But Jesus loves us. So much that in John 14 here, he tells these guys, look, the things that I've, you've seen me doing, you know, opening blind eyes, raising the dead, healing the sick, these things that, I, that you've been walking around Israel with me and seeing me doing, these things you're going to do and even greater things than these. Oh my goodness. How do you, how do you top that? Well, uh, I'm trying to answer some of those questions. So one of the structures we've put in place here at Life Changer, and for those of you that are watching online, just 
hear my heart. Uh, we are very intentional about how we go about praying for the sick. The only thing that trumps the structure that we put in place is the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Now, if he leads you in a different way or do something different, you go with God. But as our, our what's the fancy word we use today to talk about computers and phones and all, our default setting is what I'm talking about. We conduct an interview, and in that interview, we ask, where does it hurt? What's going on? Number two, we have to make some kind of a decision about how to approach ministering to this person. We call that a diagnostic decision. Number three, we then have to decide how we're going to pray. We're going to be led by the Holy Spirit in how we choose a prayer. We're going to, we're going to look into the Scripture and the different ways Jesus ministered to people, different way the apostolic team ministered to people. And we're going to make some decisions about how to do that. I mean, you know, Jesus spit in the mud and made mud patties for people's eyes and told them to go walk. I mean, you know, there were some things he did. And, uh, and we're going to do that in, in trying to decide how the Holy Spirit's going to lead us to pray for this person. And what, do we do something? Is there an act of faith? Is there, is there a, a step of faith required? Is it a, a particular kind of prayer? Is it a prayer of command? Is it a prayer of request? What is it? How is it? How are we going to do that? Well, you do that because you're filled with the Spirit and you're being led by the Spirit. And you're familiar with the Scriptures and the various methodologies that Jesus did. And so you make a decision about how you're going to go forward. Then you pray. You pray, and we talked a little bit about praying last week, how you keep your eyes open. You want to see what's happening to the person who's receiving the ministry. Now, do you know how hard that is? You know, I don't know about you, but I've been sitting around the table when it came time to have the blessing. And if you didn't bow your head and close your eyes, somebody smack you or exhort you in the way of righteousness. Some of you are laughing. You know, and so, and it is a sign of respect and honor to bow your head and close your eyes, children. And it is. And, it, and, and it's real valuable. But when you're going to pray for effect and you're going to pray for someone to minister healing to them, you want to keep your eyes open so you can see what's going on. Because that may give you clues as how to proceed. Okay? You say, well, you're just being led by the Spirit. Yeah, but how do you get led by the Spirit? You observe what God is doing in somebody. And then you bring your will and your mind and your faith into agreement with what God is already doing now, and you bless that. Lord, I bless what you're doing. Do you know Jesus said that if two of us agree as touching anything in the earth, that it would be done, I believe it's in Matthew 16, that it would be done by the Father in heaven if we could agree. Well, sometimes we need hints. You ever needed a hint? Sometimes we need a hint to figure out what God's up to. We need to see. We need to have eyes to see. And we can learn that. And I gave out an outline last week, uh, and it had various phenomenon, uh, manifestations physically, emotionally, uh, and tears and other kinds of things. And I handed that outline, and it's on the website. If you, if you need it or want it, you can go find it at lifechangerchurch.com. It's posted there now, okay? And you can download it, you know? That's give me credit. Or, well, you can give John Wimber credit because his name's on it. 
So last week we were talking with you about prayer engagement and how to, oh, here it is. You see that? Everybody got it real quick? There you go. And we talked about it last week, how important it is to be aware. Well, guys, I was raised in Pentecost. I'm not anti-Pentecost. I am Pentecost from the top of my head to the bottoms of my feet. I pray in the Holy Ghost. I do it on purpose. I don't need a chill bump. You understand? I mean, I can go there on purpose because it's a grace that he's given me for my benefit. Now, I don't have time to teach on praying in other tongues, but listen to me. When you don't know how to pray, you need to pray in the Spirit. And by that, I mean in other tongues. As the Spirit of God gives you the uh, ability to do that. And He will. It's wonderful. Because what you're doing is bypassing your beanie brain. Because God knows what you're saying. And a matter of fact, many times you're praying in tongues, you're praying the inspiration of the Spirit that's been given to you. And then God will give the understanding. It's just really amazing. Kind of a wonderful, wonderful blessing the Lord gave us. So last week, I shared with you some things about praying, reflecting with the person, praying with your eyes open, just running through these things. Be aware of supernatural phenomenon that are going on, what's happening. Sometimes people shake. Sometimes people get hot and start sweating like crazy. Sometimes they, well, here's the list. So all kind of phenomenon is what we call it. It's things you might not understand or be able to explain, but there's manifestations of the Spirit and the Spirit's interaction with the person you're praying for. Okay? So today I want to follow up on that uh, with uh, a couple of ideas here. And I, I reminded you that last week Jesus never asked the Father to heal anyone. You can't find that prayer in the New Testament. He spoke the word of healing. We talked to you about how that a healing word is in your heart. It comes out of your mouth. But we all know, ladies and gentlemen, it's appointed unto man wants to die. You're not going to get out of this thing alive. Now, I think, this is Pastor Ted's strong opinion, that we don't have to get sick to die. But I don't know many of us that are willing to sit in the living room chair and say, okay, Lord, it's time. I'm ready to go. You know, but I just really believe it's God's will for us to go to heaven when it's time to go to heaven. And I like the story of Smith Wigglesworth and how he had dinner with the whole family, blessed all the children and the grandkids and all that stuff. And he went in the living room, sat down and went to heaven. I like that story. That's, kind of, that's how I want to go. I used to think I'd want to go from here just for the shock effect. <laughs> but I decided that's not, that's not good, Pastor. Don't do that. So let me give you a couple other guidelines. When you're praying for someone, now these are good for when you're praying for someone in the marketplace, you're praying for someone here at church, you're praying for someone in your home or their home. Uh, there's some things you need to remember. Number one, uh, appropriate touch particularly in these days with the COVID and all the other touchy things that are going on. But appropriate touch. You know, uh, some people don't like to have people laying hands on them. So, you know, you can, you don't have to just get them to fit your model. 
Anyway, appropriate touch. Number two, anointing with oil. Anointing with oil is not baptizing with oil. You don't need you don't need a quart unless the Holy Spirit says pour a quart. Because you want to be led by the Spirit. You know, uh, sometimes my wife, when she'll pray for people, she'll just pour a big old handful. You know, we had a bottle of oil here one time that no matter how much you poured out of it, it never changed. It was just interesting. But uh, anyway, you know, and uh, I still got that bottle, by the way, and it still hadn't run out. Just saying. Anyway, uh, and so she pours a puddle in her hand. So you better get ready to get greasy. Really, the oil is a point of contact because of the Holy Spirit, okay? And so anointing with oil. Oh, my goodness. I was thinking about James 5, 13 through 15. He says, if there's any sick, let them call for the elders and pray, anointing them with oil. And you know how we do. We, we do a little dab do you? You know, sign of the cross and pray for you and stuff. But listen, oil, is, it mat- it's a point of contact. It's a place to release your faith. It's somehow God uses that. It's a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Appropriate touch. And Mark, I believe, uh, Mark 16, 18 says, you'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. Oh, my goodness. And sometimes when you're praying for people, if you got your eyes open, you can see what God's doing in somebody. Yeah, I want to tell you this. Now, in our tradition, us Pentecostals, Charismatics, we are going to run our mouth all the time. Come on. Say amen, Pastor Ted. So one of the things, if you're going to receive a touch from God, sometimes you just need to be quiet. You need to be quiet and just get in a position in your heart. It is hard for you to be putting out. Praise God, praise God, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, praise God, praise God, and receive inwardly at the same time. It's hard for you to do that. I'm not saying it's impossible because people have done it, but I'm just saying it's better if you just kind of get in a position to receive and kind of abandon your tradition of praying in tongues or thanking Jesus. You just need to get quiet and receive the grace that God's bringing to you. It's hard to be giving out and receiving in simultaneously. And that's hard for us because we are conditioned. To be always doing something, particularly in church, singing a song maybe, praying in the Spirit maybe, Doing something, but you know, there's times to be quiet. And not an amen in the house. Y'all were being quiet. There's times to to be quiet and allow the Lord to speak into your heart. It's just difficult to be talking all the time and listening. So I like to, when I pray for people, I like for them to not be trying to pray and do Let me do the ministry and you do the receiving. Does that make sense? Okay. So how to receive? How do I receive? Well, stop talking. It's God's will to heal people. It's God's will to heal. 
Is everybody healed? No. But it's still God's will to heal. It's God's will to heal. Listen, when Jesus, never, not one time in the New Testament, when someone invited the Lord to their home, did he not go? The thing that may be an exception is when the, the man came and asked him to go, the centurion came and asked him to go, and Jesus had turned and was headed that way. And he said, no, 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 you don't need to come, just speak the word. Y'all remember that story? You know, Jesus was invited. So listen, when you invite Jesus to your home, do you know he comes? Did you know that when you invite Jesus to your home, he comes? Think about it. Every occasion when asked about healing, he said yes. Every occasion, sinner or saint, it didn't matter. When they came to him and they asked him for healing, he said yes. Now, on some occasions, they had to do something. One guy had to go uh, wash his eyes in a pool of Solomon. One guy had to uh, take up his bed. One guy, you know, but there were was, there was some things, but the answer was always yes. What we do is we pray for a couple of people, and they don't, they don't feel anything. They don't get anything. Nothing seems to happen to them. And then uh, we get discouraged, and we give up. If you'll pray for a couple of hundred people, and nobody ever gets healed, you don't have to pray for anybody again. You can't do it. God loves people. God loves you. God loves me. God loves people. Jesus died for us. Jesus died for the sinner. Jesus died for the lost. Jesus died and gave his life. He likes people. And he likes the people you don't like. And we are glad because there was a day when people didn't like us and he still liked us. He loved us. You know, aren't you glad that your life is not measured by people's acceptance? You know, there are many, many people who struggle with that. That they're not accepted or they struggle with that because folks are just that way. But I'm telling you, Jesus accepts you. If you'll open your heart to him and invite him in, he'll come in today. I feel strongly today to say that, that, that the Lord is for you. The Lord is with you. The Lord will come into every situation you invite him into. So many of us live our life thinking he's going to show up whether we invite him or not. But it's not the way it works in the kingdom. We invite him, he comes. We surrender, he helps. It's how it works. It's the way God set it up. So, so this morning, as we get ready to, with all our kids in here and stuff, it's really fun. It's really wonderful. Uh, because, you know what? Kids learn so much easier than we do. Sean die. You know, pray for one another. Lay hands on one another. Be kind to one another. I got one other thing I really want to say it's important to me, and that's this. Use appropriate touch when you're going to pray for somebody. 
especially these days. But anytime, listen, listen, when we're praying for somebody and they're sick, we're not, the disease is not our issue. The person is our issue. The person is valuable. Now, they got a problem, yeah, but you don't want to treat the person uh, badly. Now, I might want to treat the disease bad, but remember that disease is in a person. And we need to honor that person when we're ministering to them. We need to be gentle with that person. We go where, we're, where we get permission to go. We lay our hands where we have permission to lay our hands. We, we, we be, are led by the Spirit in trying to minister life to people. You know, people come to Jesus for life. People need prayer for life. Need a touch from God. Surely, surely that we do need a touch from God. Treat the person with honor and with dignity. Ministering to a person, not to the disease. Now, Pastor, what are you saying? There's, you know, just because you're sick doesn't mean you're you you you're sick is not you. You are you, and you got a problem. But the problem and you are not the same. Now, I've been in some meetings where people prayed for people, and man, you didn't know if they were praying. For, well, you just didn't know what was going on. You know, God is so kind to us that even when we do things in a foolish kind of way, sometimes he'll come and help somebody. I mean, really. Aren't you glad that God's kind to you? You don't have to get it perfect. Whatever perfect is, you don't have to get it there. You don't have to search for it. I'm just talking about some things we do here at Life Changer to try to be intentional about praying for people in a godly, anointed, uh, methodology. Amen. Okay? And so when we go to pray, we're going to invite the Holy Spirit to come. We're going to invite Him to come. We're going to, we're going to pray specifically for the thing they ask for. We're going to pray against the symptoms. We're going to speak words of life. Did you know death and life are in the power of the tongue? And how you speak and how you pray sometimes really matters. You know, have you ever had that prayer, oh, God, help? Of course we have. You know, it's not about getting everything right all the time, but it is about being intentional, about being filled with the Holy Spirit, about being led by the Holy Spirit, about learning to hear His voice and speaking the thing you hear God saying regarding a situation or circumstance in a person's life. And sometimes we don't know. And so what do we do when we don't know? We just speak the blessing of the Lord over a person. We pray the promise that's in the Word of God regarding that situation. We pray the promise. The promise matters. So what does that mean? It might mean you have to read the Bible. You might have to find some promises, verses. You might need to, to be, and then when you get that stuff stored into your, into your heart and into your mind, the Holy Spirit then can tap that stuff as you're praying and ministering to people. Anybody in here been surprised by the Word of God that comes out of you when you're ministering to somebody? And you've been, you have scriptures that come to you and things that happen that you've hidden in your heart, as the scripture says. 
Hide the word of God in your heart, and at the proper time, God will bring it out by the Holy Spirit. But if you never read your Bible, if you never meditate in the word, you don't have a whole lot stored in there for the Holy Spirit to tap into. And so the idea is to get ourselves in a position so that we can tap in to the Holy Spirit who lives in us and He will lead us as we care. You know what the most important thing is? Love people. Just, just love on people. Make sure when you finish praying or you finish ministering, they know they were loved by another human being on the planet. That you sincerely cared for them. That you sincerely were making an effort to help them the best you knew how. Does that make sense? Well, so amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray for a minute. Lord, would you use us to help people in our community, in our families, our friends, on the job? Would you use us? Would you give us the courage to at least try? Would you suggest, Lord, would you help us to be able to suggest to somebody, you know, God, God really cares. If you'll let me, I'll pray for you, and we'll see what God will do. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord.